I am a dragonfly, I thought. I can be a dragonfly. This is Skylar Resna, and welcome back to Stories Retold, y'all. Welcome back to Stories We Told You Guys. It's your girl, Skylar Resna. Hello, hello. I hope you all are safe. Um, I hope everything is going well for you. I know this quarantine time is crazy, but you know what else is crazy? This book we're about to get into. This week's book, if you haven't already figured it out, it's Crazy House by James Patterson and Gabrielle Charbonnet. You guys, this book is, this is the perfect time to go through a book like this. This Oh my goodness, this is my first James Patterson read, and you guys, I'm so sorry. I've been asleep. I have been asleep, but now I am awake. But before I get too much into the book, let's go ahead and get into our summary provided for us by jamespatterson.com. 17-year-old Becca Greenfield was snatched from her small hometown. She was thrown into a maximum security prison and put on death row with other kids her age. Until her execution, Becca is told to fit in and shut her mouth. But Becca's never been good at doing either. Her sister Cassie was always a good twin. There were no charges. There was no trial. There will be no escape. Becca's only hope is that her twin sister will find her. That perfect little Pris Cass will stop following the rules and start breaking them before it's too late because her jailers made a mistake that could get them both killed. They took the wrong twin. Well, okay then. Um, That's a lot. That was a lot. Um, So while I was reading this book, I wrote in my notes, because you know, I, I have little sticky notes all over my book when I read. Um, I wrote, there are so many layers of wrong in this book. And this is my first James Patterson book, so, you know, judge me later. But this book really took me on a wild ride. Isn't that the name? No, Maximum Ride. He has another book called Maximum Ride. I was like, did I just reference another book? No, I didn't. But anyway, back on topic. Um, it this book has so much. I had to I had to read it twice. So I did the first time with my notes, and the second time I did an audio book because I had to go back and be like, wait, did this? Let me get this straight before I start talking about it. And I'm all over the map. Because after the first read, I was all over the map. I was like, what just happened? What? It, what? I'm so confused. It was so intricate. And I was just like, I have to reread this book. Because I need to make sure that, I, that, that I'm, I'm really remembering what I'm remembering. Because it was really a lot. But, um, so once... Cassie realized that her twin sister Becca is missing. She tried to tell everyone in her town. And her little town community is called a cell. So she tried to tell everybody, you know, hey, my sister is is missing. Someone kidnapped her. Like, you know, people have been, been getting kidnapped. What's going on? And everyone's like, no, she's a bad child. She ran away. Leave her out there. And then once um, people in her community didn't believe her, she said, you know what? I'm just going to go look for Becca myself. And when she goes out to try to find her, she gets taken herself. How crazy is that? Now you went to go get, you went to go save your sister and now you both 
are trying to get out this place together. It was crazy. It was real crazy. But um, the thing that threw me off about the book, um, not threw me off, but just caught my attention was the constant need for balance and order in this cell community. What I learned was someone has to die in order for someone else to be born. And then they have like three months to, to get pregnant or it goes to someone else. And I was just like, that's not fair. That's not fair at all. But ugh, mm, I guess it's because they only have so many resources in the cell. That, you know, we can't support everybody, everybody having babies and everybody living forever. So if you so if you don't have a job or you don't have any way of helping out, you're in the way and someone else can be born so we can train them up to like contribute to the cell. So they have like people to help you die, basically. Like suicide assistance. And crazy enough, crazy enough. Um, I see that as an underlying American mindset, something like uh, a little commentary on uh, America. And without spoiling too much of the book, um, you'll see how it hits. It, it it may remind you of America. It may not. It, it reminded me of America. You see the connections more in the end of the book, but it shows itself throughout the book. But I didn't have to wait until the end to see it. While you read this book, keep this question in mind and comment or DM me, email me something. Let me know your answer to this question. How does where you live in America affect your, affect your experience? So one more time. How does where you live in America affect your experience? And when I say where do you live, I mean... Um, do you live in a place that, um, do you live somewhere that takes care of your basic needs, like a farm, or do you live somewhere where you can just relax all day if you wanted to, like in the city or something, or do you live somewhere where everyone is, like, basically essential workers? Like, where do you live? How does where you live in America affect your experience? So... I know that was kind of deep, but this book really got me thinking about that question. I am going to say this about the prison without spoiling it. The prison, what they do in the prison is for a reason. I'm not going to say what and why, because it will spoil the book if I say it. But I will definitely say that the prison is purposeful. As crazy as that sounds, the prison is purposeful. And I'm going to leave it right there. Now, even after my two readings, I do have some questions. And I hope maybe somebody out there uh, will be able to answer my questions. One, is there drugging involved? I'm not sure. Because Strep said it was in the water. And Strep is the um the, the, the prison guard. For, not guard, the... the She's not the warden. She's like right underneath the warden. I forgot what that's called. But she, okay. I'll call her the prison manager, sure. Um, She said that it was jugging in the water. Cassie said it was jugging in the food. And I'm, I'm a little confused 
on if there was drugging or where the drugging come from. What is the purpose of talking about the drugging if it's not significant, you know? So um, I was just wondering that, you know, was it subtle? I don't remember them talking about drinking water. I remember them talking about food, but I don't know if anything was drugged. I don't, I don't think in that moment, Strep wouldn't have a reason to lie. So I just want to know what was drugged or if anything was drugged and why we're talking about drugging. So that's my one question. My other question is, well, question I had, but I answered it myself. Why dragonflies? The quote on, on our Instagram page had dragonflies. No, it didn't. Well, it had a dragonfly in the background. It was a picture. And the um, the quote we started with today had dragonflies. And there are dragonflies throughout this book, especially in the prison. Um, so Becca notices the dragonflies and names one hope. And... I'm not going to say what the dragonflies did because I'll be spoiling the book. I'm not going to spoil the book, but they are, they're beautifully described. They sound uh, gorgeous. But then I like, I question why not use ladybugs because ladybugs represent luck. Or if you want to show how nasty the place was, why didn't you use roaches or how creepy it was? Why didn't you use spiders? So I had to look up why dragonflies i really did like research outside of the book to find out why did we talk about dragonflies here you don't really talk a lot about dragonflies i don't hear a lot about dragonflies when it comes to literary works so um i did my research and i found that dragonflies represent change transformation adaptability self-realization and a deeper understanding of life and with the book, it makes sense why why they use dragonflies. And I am a fan of the, the dragonfly mentality now. I really like it, especially for this book. So I'm a fan of the dragonflies now. So um, I have two favorite parts. One that does not spoil the book and one that kind of maybe does a little bit. So... Yeah, so my first favorite part was uh, the dragonflies, what they represent, um, how awesome that was. Uh, just finding out what the dragonflies were for, I thought it was beautiful. And um, I have a new respect for dragonflies. Believe it or not, I have a new respect for dragonflies now. Shocking. And second, I love how Cassie and Becca turned their experience into something positive and they ended up becoming heroes if in no one's eyes but theirs if if that makes sense probably not but to them they saw their lives as more important they saw that all lives are more important than the rules and the balance and the authorization like you don't get to tell me what I can and can't do I think it was awesome and it was beautiful and it was inspiring to me so um that was my favorite part my least favorite part are all these unanswered questions that I am still left with like how I said earlier the dragging of the food um but that wasn't the only unquestioning the that wasn't the only unanswered question that I had and originally this book was a standalone and I thought it was a standalone and I was going to be like you how dare you leave me 
hanging off a cliff like cliffhanger from between the lions like how dare you leave me like that but then I found out it was a sequel and I was like thank you but um if he didn't have a sequel well if he didn't have a sequel I would have been very upset but there is a sequel um I will be reading the sequel I haven't gotten to it yet I got through some of the audiobook but then like other things happened but uh I do have questions from uh for, for the sequel first who is wharton bell uh, this is the character we saw like for two seconds who is this lady um will the dragonflies make a return i really want the dragonflies to make a return if they don't i i kind of feel a little jaded um will nate tim and kid be in the sequel now these were three characters that helped them get out help the twins get out of the jail kid kid is one of my favorite characters he's just (laughs) he's just like i don't want to be here (laughs) um leave kid at home please don't go by the kid uh please don't bring kid back leave kid where he was um this jail was in a in in another cell and i wondered have adults ever stumbled across this cell i mean not the cell i stumbled across this prison have adults ever stumbled across the prison because what is what is the protocol for that i don't know um also my biggest question and i don't know but I kind of want it to be true, but it's probably not. But here I go. Is Helen Strep the mother of Becca and Cassie Greenfield? Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's why I say this. Here's why I say these things. I say these things because her actions towards them two seem very motherly. There was a point in the book where she went to Becca and Cassie's cell and did a very motherly thing, a very protective mother lion, don't mess with my cubs type of thing. And I said, that's something a mom would do. So I just have a question. Is Helen Strep your mama? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. I think now right now is the perfect time to read this book while we are in the midst of this quarantine crisis this corona crisis let's call it that um this book reminds us to never give up hope things can change if we continue to try if we continue to do what we have to do wear our masks stay at home six feet apart um all of the instructions we've been given there can be a change we'll have a time where we're going to go back and and be you know wild and free young wild and free but but we can't do that unless everybody is doing their part and then it also asks us to to ask ourselves this question, are we leaders or are we followers? Yes, follow the rules, but are we going to follow what other people are doing that's not safe? Are we going to have 
block parties? Or are we going to meet up with our friends at Walmart because everybody is doing that and I just miss seeing my homegirl or my homeboy? We need to be leaders for others around us, just like in this book. And most importantly, we have to ask ourselves, are we willing to be heroes? Right now, I want to give a shout out to all of the essential workers and nurses, people in the healthcare field, um, policemen, uh, people who have to go to work, all of the grocery store people, thank you, all of the delivery food people, thank you, the social worker people, thank you, all of you got the teachers, OMG, the teachers, thank you, the 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 parents who are learning how to learning how to homeschool their kids thank you everybody who is staying at home and staying safe and keeping other people safe by staying at home thank you everybody should be willing to be a hero because everyone can be a hero right now is the time everybody can be a hero everybody can be a becky a uh, becky <laughs> Everybody can be a Becca and Casey Greenfield right now. Everybody can be a hero. Absolutely everybody. And you have to make the choice. Are you willing to be a hero? Are you willing to be a hero? And lastly, who should read this book? Everybody should read this book. Absolutely everybody. Right now, absolutely everybody should read this. Honestly, just everybody. This book is really for everybody. This book has a good... This book is great if you love a good twist, if you need to remember that you don't give up fighting for what is right, if you want to look at America differently, there's a little commentary, you want to look at that differently. Um, um, If you have a book club, this is great. If you're a conspiracy theorist, this is great. Honestly, I know there are a lot of conspiracy theories going on about how Corona got started. If you want you know, a book to to help you on your merry way. Go and grab this one. Uh, people who love to read American commentary, people who just love James Patterson, honestly. And the moral of the story, break the system and be a hero. I hope each and every one of you will take up the charge and be a hero. I'm so proud of all of the heroes that have already done so much and are continuing to to do so much. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. As you can hear now, I have new equipment. Ah, I got my home studio up and running. Um, it's still a little <laughs> tight is the word I'm looking for. But we're getting there. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to listen to this book, this book is definitely on on audiobook. Go check it out. If it's so nice, you got to read it twice. I know. I didn't did it myself. Uh, yeah, so go have a good time with this book. And until next time, own your own stories, read to expand your mind, and I will see you next time. Bye. Stay safe.